Hey everyone, this is Morgan Lee from Quick to Listen. This week, you probably have already listened to our podcast. It is about Eugene Peterson and his recent remarks in support of same-sex marriage. If you have listened to this podcast, though, and you are now listening to this one, we are actually doing this because further information about Eugene Peterson and his support for same-sex marriage has come out in the meantime. In fact, this afternoon, Thursday, Eugene Peterson came out with another statement in which he said, quote, to clarify, I affirm a biblical view of marriage, one man to one woman. I affirm a biblical view of everything. And again, he said this on Thursday afternoon. So we realize that this news has broken pretty quickly, both with regards to yesterday and today. And so today we just wanted to chat with all of you guys um, and have some of my colleagues on to talk about a little bit of behind the scenes, what has gone on here with regards to our reporting. So to do that, I have Richard Clark. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Richard. You are, in addition to hosting one of our podcasts, you're also our online managing editor. So you'll be giving some insight there too. And then we also have Kate Shelnut, who is an, our online associate editor. Hey, Kate. Hi. And Kate's the person who uh, broke the story. Kate, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a retraction of what was discussed on the podcast yesterday, right? Correct. So Eugene Peterson has come out and said that he retracts the response that he gave in a religion news service interview earlier this week. And it was kind of the yes heard around the evangelical Twitter sphere over the past two days. And that um, he was asked by Jonathan Merritt if he would um, perform a same-sex ceremony. And he had said yes in this retraction. He um, is coming out to to revise that that remark and to affirm, as um, as Morgan had said, a biblical view of marriage. His explanation, in part, was that he was thinking through kind of the hypothetical question being answered: What if? What if? What if? And when faced with what he actually does believe about marriage in Scripture, that the the kind of hypothetical answer did not support that. Yeah, his um, his statement on this was really interesting in our piece where he says he talks about like the hypotheticals kind of coming at him one after the other. What if what if this? What if that? And, and then he it sort of ends with this. Well, I can go ahead and read what yeah. he wrote in his statement. Quote, this reporter, however, asked a hypothetical question. If I were pastoring today and if a gay couple were Christians of good faith and if they asked me to perform their wedding ceremony, if, if, if. Pastors don't have the luxury of indulging in hypotheticals. And to be honest, no is not a word I typically use. Yeah. And the other thing that struck me, there was a there was a sentence in that retraction that really struck me because I think that a lot of pastors would resonate with it um, or a lot of pastoral types. He says, I've never performed a same-sex wedding. I've never been asked. And frankly, I hope I'm never, I never am asked, which is like a really amazingly honest uh, statement and also like an interesting insight into what it's like to be a pastor to have to make these moral choices sort of on the spot all the time. And it is an interesting point that like when they are hypotheticals, it's a different, it's, it's an inherently different question. Kate, I'm wondering if you might be able to just kind of explain to us how your, the nature of your own reporting happened. I know that you published a piece about Lifeway, Christian bookstores and whether they would be carrying some of Peterson's work after he made the statement. And so maybe you can just talk about some of the reporting you've done in the past 24 hours. Sure. And I'll even go a little further than that, in that this interview that Eugene Peterson had with 
uh, Jonathan Merritt was familiar in the sense that Jen Hatmaker, the evangelical author, last year also had an interview with Jonathan Merritt in which she um, affirmed same-sex marriage. So I reported on that story um, back in October, so it felt familiar, um, this narrative of a kind of prominent and respected evangelical um, coming out clear with a a position um, that disappointed some evangelicals and, you know, excited um, LGBT advocates and supporters. And then it seemed to be unfolding in the same way as Lifeway announced that, you know, if this was indeed true, they would no longer be carrying Peterson's books in the same way that they um, stopped carrying Hatmaker's books. However, um, they included the language of they were waiting to confirm with Peterson that this was indeed his new position. And uh, based on the fact that kind of his answer to this question of, of would he marry a gay couple was simply yes, um, without a lot of explanation, I guess when I thought about it, it, it did make sense that they would want um, to make sure that, that he was being characterized fairly in the chatter around uh, this interview. Mm. And when we uh, reached out to his publicist, uh, we were able today to not only um, – hear the news that he was clarifying and retracting the statement, but get a, a copy of this this full retraction of, of his explanation of what happened in the interview and then some of the quotes that we've been talking about today. So that went up on our site this afternoon. Richard, do you want to walk through our listeners with what your own process was as our online managing editor? Yeah, I mean, the thing that's tough about being an online managing editor is you have to kind of like there's an element of reacting in real time, right? And that's um, that comes with it some some structural risks, I think. Like, um, and one of the things CT is good at is not feeling like it has to immediately sound off. And a, a lot of the th- reasons we have for that has to do with thinking something through. There's a lot to be sorted through with these sorts of issues. There's not always an immediate reaction to have. So there was a lot of you know, sort of blanket denunciations. Obviously, like, Twitter has the real-time game pretty well covered. Um, So my job was to figure out what can we say about this uh, subject that is sort of, like, unique and interesting. And Jake Medor actually had a really good piece that we turned around relatively quickly uh, that I thought was really good. And I actually think it still kind of holds up after the retraction. But it is sort of like assuming that there is no retraction, right? There's an editor's note at the beginning now. We had to add, add that, but like there's, it's basically about sort of what the responsibility that a pastor or a theologian has to sort of like take aside on sort of the major cultural issues, um, especially like cultural theolo- and theological issues of our time. We published that. I was really proud of it. And then 10 minutes went by <laughs> and we hear from news that we're about to publish this other thing. That's an interesting position to be put in, right? That, that's, that's sort of like a a moment where, where you have to evaluate what does it mean for the piece? What does it mean for the podcast we put out yesterday? We like to err on the side of transparency here. So that we obviously we don't pull things just because they don't seem um, as... Well, just because the story changes. Right, just because the story changes, exactly. So it does seem, I mean, Kate, correct me if I'm wrong, it does seem like Eugene Peterson said those words. I, I mean, can't speak to, I can only speak to what he clarified. And in his clarification, he admits for sure that he responded kind of in the moment to Jonathan Merritt and said the things that he said in the interview. Um, and so that's kind of, I think, what all the chatter is based on, backing up from it and speaking, I guess, 
not in the position of hypotheticals, but speaking <laughs> in uh, in the real world, yeah. uh, that he does not identify for sure in the in the ways that he had been portrayed as having changed his mind or shifted or reversed or had an about face or gone into heresy or whatever right. kind of the label that that some fellow evangelicals were uh, putting on him because of this interview. So the thing that struck me about his retraction was that Eugene Peterson actually kind of agreed with some of the stuff that was said in the podcast by Kevin Miller and some of the stuff that uh, Jake Medor said in his in his column for us or in his in his article for us. All right. Is there any other context that either of you two would like to add? The Internet is crazy. When an article goes up on the Internet, things happen fast. And I'm still like on the very beginning of that learning curve, like as a human being. And I think we all are coming to grips with like how news works on the Internet and how we react to it on an emotional level. Right. Because I think that was the thing, like very few people got the facts wrong, but there are a lot of like emotional jumps from that. And I'm, I'm just really happy we have a news team that got to the bottom of what was going on and that we sort of were able to publish something that set the record a little more straight. Kate, any last words? I guess I'm just curious, and who knows, I doubt Eugene Peterson will do any follow-up interviews and in that he said in his statement he doesn't want to make any more public statements. But I'm curious his experience of this all. We've definitely seen... Um, kind of the evangelical blogosphere, Twitter sphere blow up over kind of proclamations on same-sex marriage in both directions. Some people are likening this to what happened with World Vision when they announced a policy and then reversed a policy. But both the World Vision scenario and the Jen Hatmaker example that I mentioned earlier are involved two entities that are very active on social media. Eugene Peterson gets quoted quite a bit in my Twitter feed, but he is he is not himself um, an active participant on social media. Mm -hmm. So I, I do wonder how much you can ascribe his retraction and what he's clarifying to the volume of chatter yesterday. I'm sure it was relayed to him, the things that people were saying. Yeah. But I think it's kind of different when you're a company or an organization or a person in the midst of it. Um, so this is maybe it, it kind of its own scenario, given that this is an 84-year-old retired man. That's a really good point. Everyone just want to go around and share where they can be found on Twitter. I'm at the Richard Clark. I'm at Kate Shelnut with two L's and two T's. And I'll also do a plug for um, Christianity Today now has a news page. Bookmark us at ChristianityToday.com slash news. Um, and that's where you can find a lot of my work like this story. I'm at M-E-P-A-Y-N-L. Thanks all. Bye.